welcome back to Prospectives, your weekly podcast with two professional real estate agents giving our perspectives on the market, national, local, and info for agents. I'm Jessica Preventure with Pro Homes and Lair Realty Partners, and this is my co-host. Keith Allencourt, Lair Realty. So let's jump right into it. So this is nationally a little crazy with these rates. Yes. And everything kind of... Inflation seems to be coming down a little bit. The National Association of Realtors just suggested and is kind of urging to not continue to rate hike. Yeah, it seems like we went up just a tad here and they wanna, I know they got a, another meeting coming up. They can hold that rate hike again. That would be, that yeah. would be awesome. And I mean, to be clear, that the reason the Fed is raising the standard rate is to curb inflation. And so what Lawrence Young, is saying is that inflation is slowing. In fact, in June, we saw the smallest gain in more than two years, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's slowing down. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, it's not done, um, but it is coming down. In fact, uh, rents also are, are slowing down, still very high, going up about 8.3%. But hopefully it's a sign that things are slowing down. So maybe we don't need to continue what do you think? What do you think that they'll do? Do you think that the, it'll? I think. I mean, we were all pretty shocked last time that they didn't do anything. I think we're still over. I think we're still over that the uh, the, the Fed's two percent target yeah. there. Uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I know, but I mean, they raised it ten times last year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I just think, and and it's interesting to me because it's all it's like a spider web. Right? Yeah. So like we're dealing with inflation. Lower inflation means lower rates on mortgages mm -hmm. it's connected but also you know the more the the home and we're going to talk about new hampshire like we still have a serious shortage of inventory and and of raises in prices impacts affordability you know i feel like real estate whether it's rent or home ownership it's a different kind of product right it's not like well i'm just not going to get eggs or i'm just not going to get milk or i'm just you know, going to drive less, like sure. you need a place to live, yep, like sure. you, unless you're on the street. So people have, so if prices, like, I'm not sure that it's just going to magically adjust, Of course, yep. you know? So, um, if, if the fed continues to raise rates, you're decreasing affordability for people and it's a commodity that you have to have, right? You have to have a place. And people got to see that they have to see that. Oh, okay. They didn't raise it twice in a row that must mean we're coming into a better spot and mm -hmm. people got to see that and feel that if they just see rate hike they're just going to say oh no not the market for me i'm going to wait i'm going to wait but if they see things start to steady then maybe it'll open up yeah, some sellers which would open up some inventory which would exactly so i think that problem. ideally we would like to see everything stay where they yes. are <laughs> please and the thing is eventually and this is you know, we've talked about this before. It's what I still tell sellers and buyers. It's like, when these rates start to come down, you're going to see a flood of people to the market, which is more competition. So you're almost better off getting your new home now and then just refinancing. That's what I tell people. Back. I say, you know, if you can afford the percentage right now, you know, refinance in a little while, get that percentage taken off. Because like Jessica said, man, when those rates start coming down, everybody's going to be looking and, and flooding the market. So agreed, agreed. Weigh those out, weigh out those options. So let's compare that to New Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> New Hampshire had a 
banner month in June. It sure did. So the median price in New Hampshire hit four ninety five. Now I want to be very clear. <laughs> median means middle price, not the not average. Average. There you go. Not the average. The middle price. So the same, roughly the same number of single family homes sold for eight hundred thousand as sold for three hundred twenty thousand. That's a huge mm. disparity disparity and, and so 495 is the middle property um but that said since that is our standard measure that is the most expensive single month in the state's history ever yeah that's incredible that's incredible it really is and the affordability index dropped to 661 which is the lowest it's been in 20 years so are, are you familiar with the affordability index why don't you give me a rundown okay so the affordability index is telling you the average salary in New Hampshire, what percent, you know, what percentage are, is required to buy an average home. Right. So we want that number to be higher. You want to say I have a hundred percent of the income required to buy an average sure. home or more than that. Right. When I started, you know, six years ago, that was like 120 or something. It was great <laughs> right. affordability. 61%, that's saying you know, they only have 61% of the amount of income that would be required in order to purchase an average home. Doesn't I mean, sound, that doesn't sound too good. It doesn't sound good at, no, all. Not at all. And, you know, that's the really scary, and I hate to say scary because, you know, we can make it happen for you, but if you are a first time buyer and you think that you're buying your first home is a home like your parents' first home, I need to tell you that it probably isn't. Um, and you need to be very logical. It may be that your first home is a condo. It may be that it's even a garden style condo. The point is to get in the game in a way that is affordable yep. because what's going to happen is let's, let's like play this out. You're spending $2,300 a month in rent, renting a two bedroom garden style apartment in Manchester. Ooh. That's insane. That's more expensive Yikes. than my first mortgage, but it is what it is. And you say, well, Jess, I can't buy my single family home, so I'm not going to buy anything. Okay. Well, the time that you're waiting, you're spending that $2,300 a month. You're still living in a garden style condo and you're not getting anywhere. You're not, you're paying someone else's mortgage. If you were to buy that same garden style apartment for $250 and you're paying still around $2,300 yep. a month, maybe a little bit more. The point is, is that condo now over the next three to five years is gaining equity. So when you go turn around to sell it, you know, every dollar towards principal you're getting back. And in addition, there's probably going to be some appreciation. So now in five years from now, we turn around and we sell that property for 300 or 325 and you walk away with fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars in cash, now you can leverage that into your first home. That is the game of real estate. You leverage it each time. So please do not be discouraged that you can't buy your first home as that you know four bedroom, three bath with yard. You know that you maybe grew up in. You need to start a little bit smaller. In addition, you could leverage that condo into a rental. And maybe then you're renting it, you're growing in an appreciation, you take a home equity loan to still cash in on the money to buy your new home. Now you have a 
rental property that's earning you money, blah, blah, blah. There's reasons. That's what I was going to mention, Jess. You know, yeah. at that point, your, your rate, you might like that rate that you have on that condo or rental, soon-to-be rental property. You might decide, hey, I'll just keep this, borrow against it, and then get into that newer, better home that you're looking for, and then just kind of work towards like that. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that's great. It's a tight market here in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. We're down in inventory, properties for sale, properties under contract. You name it. And total closings. Um, usually when you come down in total closings, you, you know, you think, oh, the market's softening. That's not the case here. The reason there's fewer closings is because there's no inventory. <laughs> so, you know. Um, Don't be so picky. You gotta. You can't. You can't be as picky. If you want a place, you want to start to get that equity. Find a place, or think about a place that is going to get you the most equity. What is this place going to be in five years? What is this place going to be in ten years? Um, is it a growing area? You know, and we're here to help you with that, right? But these are the things you have to look for um, in order to get, like Jess said, in the game, start building that equity. Because as we know, renting is not going to get you anywhere, um, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Yes, and, and remember too that there's different ways to grow equity. If you you can put in sweat equity, if you if you're someone that has those kind of skills, maybe we look for a property that needs a little love, or you know if you, you straight got, rental. Yep, and or if you're someone that like works really and you're not going to do any of that work, you know, then then we need to look at other things like he said. Where's the area? Is it up and coming? Do we think we're going to have improvements, etc.? So that's what we're here for. Um, so feel free to call. And we're always looking. Oh, even we're always we don't looking. have a client. We're, we <laughs> we're never looking. don't have a client. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's head into our tips for um, real estate agents. Now, we've talked about these lawsuits mm -hmm. in the past. And um, if you watched our previous, you know I have strong feelings about mm -hmm. it. But it was great. Um, T360 set out an open letter to the to agents and to everybody really that we need to start taking action now and i think that's what we've been saying all along as well um this these lawsuits could and like they will, will <laughs> um, create foundational change in how our businesses run and you know change is the name of the game you need to adapt problem mm -hmm. solve come up with solutions um, which one of these real did you think would like spoke to you the most in terms of what their suggestions were? Well, just, and I know how you feel about this, <laughs> but just in general, um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out, but I, I feel like it's going to level out a little bit of that playing field. Um, it's gonna, it might eliminate a few buyer agents that are just kind of, you know, not putting in that work, that effort, right? As um, we put in a lot of effort into what we do and how we present ourselves and what we offer to our clients and that sort of thing. So I feel like this might actually hone in on maybe an agent like you or I, where we're going to benefit from it. And it might, you know, kind of weed out the not so serious agents, yeah. people that aren't <clears throat> And I think that ultimately that's good for the buyer at the time. And then um, if a lot of the, if these things, you know, go through eventually, then, um, you know, why, why should it be on the seller necessarily? Like, so I, I'm, I'm into and open to hearing all the discussions about it and that sort of thing. 
So I think just in general, like the, the, the overall topic is, is kind of fascinating to me and it really how, is. how it's came, you know, finding how, where, um, real estate in general has come from where, you know, where it started to, to now it's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> MLS pin, which is the MLS for Massachusetts. So it's not New Hampshire uses prime MLS, but MLS pin. So right next door, they just agreed to pay $3 million <laughs> and Stop requiring sellers to offer bro buyer broker compensation. Now that's a requirement of Prime mm -hmm. MLS. So just the fact that they're stopped to require requiring it, like immediately, I think is going to start making a shift. Of um, course. And you know, T three sixty says number one, NAIR should require buyer brokers to have signed buyer broker agreements. I think this is interesting. Because of all my connections throughout the country, through the Tom Ferry organization, I have access to a lot of agents in a lot of different states. And there are many states that do not do a buyer broker agency agreement. Now we do, we meaning Pro Homes and, and Lair. You know, Pro Homes, Keith and I and our team, we require a broker buyer broker agency agreement before we submit your first offer sure. we may not require it immediately at first meeting um, but pretty quickly afterwards we do a lot of work before you go under contract and we want to make sure there's clarity about how we're going to get paid now within that buyer broker agreement you we list our compensation now if the list in in new hampshire uh, Prime MLS requires that you put seller offered compensation to the buyer's agent, but that may not be equal to what we're charging. Now, we're not really allowed to talk about the exact numbers, but um, if I'm charging X percent and the buyer broker, I'm sorry, the seller's only offering, say, a percent less than that. I already am having those conversations with my buyers that they need to bring the difference. They need to count that into that closing cost that I am worth X and this is Y. And then I deliver my value, sure. right? That you got to deliver on what you're saying. Of course. Uh, so I think transitioning more and more that more of that price is going to fall on the buyers instead of the sellers mm -hmm. is, is, you know, we're already practicing those mm -hmm. skills. Yep. Um, but I think having a signed agreement is super important. It protects you. It protects the buyer. And then it says brokerage should require signed broker agreements, which I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yep. And then agents should update their, their skills, That's right. right? We should be able to market ourselves appropriately, speak. I mean, I was at an open house yesterday. Great open house. I just love open houses. Me too. Um, Me too. But <clears throat> I met so many people so many people that were there alone that were like well i kind of have a an agent i'm not like signed and it's like well what does that even mean? right right and, and they're and like are you <clears throat> sending you properties are you well no I, are they working for you yeah, I like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well no when i see something i tell them it's like right. what they're not looking they're not looking for off-market properties they're not sending you properties on a regular basis i blow my mind then these poor clients are potentially submitting offers and they're like, you know, I went, let's say 35 over asking and I didn't get it. And I said, okay, well, what did you do about inspections? What did you do about appraisal? Um, did you do an escalation clause? And this part, they're like, what are you talking about? Right. And it's like, 
that's our job. Right. You don't just say, hey, you go to an open house by yourself. Let me know when you see something. Let me know if you want to put in an offer and allow the buyer to just say, I want to offer X. Our job is to educate them, to give them all their options and then let them decide. They don't know. They, they don't know what their options are. They don't know that they can parse, you know, do inspections and I'll cover anything under $5,000. Like they have no idea. So, and that's why, you know, and I know we've talked about it, but that's why um, you need to go out there and not just take the first realtor that, you know, um, replies to your, your email or your, you know, you've submitted a request to kind of check out a property. All of a sudden somebody calls you like, yep, I'll get you into that. You want me to put in an offer? Yep. That's good. You know, so, um, you know, test drive your, your agents, you know, yeah. go in there, talk with them. Most of them are going to want to meet with you. They're going to want to give you as much information as you want to give. Um, so, um, definitely, definitely do that. And as this materializes, I feel like that's going to be more and more important. Like you mentioned, we kind of are already doing a lot of those things that they're recommending that might end up getting put into play anyway. So, yeah. And I think you, you know, mentioned it a little earlier, the agents that aren't doing that are, are going to, how are they going to articulate their value? They're not right? going to be able to, right? Like if they're doing nothing for their clients then the clients don't want to pay for that. But if I'm sending you properties every single day and I'm reaching out to you at least once a week saying, this is what I think we should see. And I'm sitting down and having a strong buyer consultation. And I'm saying, this is where I'm going to go for off market properties. And then that's a lot easier to say, and now you're going to pay me blah, 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 you know? Um, so, and, and, and most people do not mind. They don't mind once you, once you've established what you're worth and people are saying, yes, thank you so much. You've got me into the, you know, we're talking about a big purchase here. It's a big, well, and that's <clears> the other thing. This is, biggest financial investment in your life never mind it has a very emotional personal reaction um because it's where you live so it's like why would you leave that to sally, sally homemaker mm. you know who's doing this part-time on the side like sure. you really want to ask you know and how many deals have you done this year this market is changing so rapidly if if you're not doing a minimum, if the agent you're talking to isn't doing a minimum of a deal a month, how are they even up to date? How are they staying in the in the flow of things? That's how quickly things are changing. Um, I could just go on and on about how to hire a great agent, um, but and we'll go get back to it. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. But that's it for today. Please let us know if you have any questions, what you want us to talk about. Um, Put it in the comments. We can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.